Welcome to the Stronger Marriage Podcast with Trey and Lee Morgan. We're excited about being with you today. We're talking emotional connection in marriage. And if you are more like roommates or soulmates, and we are excited to be with you today. Welcome to the Stronger Marriage Podcast with Trey and Lee. On this podcast, you'll hear real topics about real life. They cover everything from married sex to raising kids to loving your spouse so much that you're willing to forgive them for occasionally being the most annoying person in the world. Trey and Lee have raised four boys, been married over 30 years, and somehow still really like each other. And now, live from the metropolis of Childress, Texas, a place so flat you can watch your dog run away for three days. Here are your hosts for the Stronger Marriage Podcast, Trey and Lee Morgan. I'm glad that our dog has never run away for three days. That's exactly right, but we'd be able to see him if he did. That is exactly right. How are you, Miss Morgan? I'm doing okay. I'm here. I am glad that you are. Hey, uh, we just got back from vacation. Yeah, you know, the governor passed a, governor of New Mexico passed a, a mandate. Is that what you call it? A state mandate for any visitors, out-of-state visitors that came to New Mexico had to quarantine for 14 days after they got there. So I'm a little disappointed that they didn't keep us and make us stay an extra 14 days. I think they needed to. That would have been good. I'd have been happy with that. Yeah. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, what are you doing traveling during (laughs) a a pandemic? Uh, We went and hit out in a little cabin in the mountains and for the most part stayed away from people. Uh, Didn't do a lot of uh, getting around people, eating in restaurants, things along those lines. And so we felt very safe about Did lots of hiking and fishing and yeah. And game playing and yeah. Family. We took the whole family. Family time. We had uh, our two married sons and their wives along with uh, our other two younger boys who are still single. Uh, so we had eight of us, eight and a half of us that were uh, uh, partying together in a cabin and it was a great time. Every now and then you need that as a family. And if, you, if you're in the stage of life like we are where you have kids that are grown there is just nothing more fun than having all of them together where you can spend time together. That is very true. We had a lot of fun and the week went by way too fast. It really did. It really did. Hey, we appreciate you guys listening. We've had some great topics. Last week we talked about if you're married, stop acting single. Um, Had some great feedback on that. Had a lot of listeners. We've talked about rebuilding trust. I find it interesting that our two biggest podcasts thousands of folks have listened so far to the two podcasts that we've done on sex. Uh, Obviously, they just want to know what we think or that's just a hot topic. So, I don't know. Curiosity. Curiosity. That's right. Uh, We have got a workshop in Lubbock, Texas coming up this weekend, the 10th and 11th. We're excited about that. I'm excited about that. I'm glad it has not been canceled. It has not. We are taking precautions. Yes. So it it will be safe for those that are signed up to come. We have limited the amount of people that can come and uh, got it kind of fixed to where you will be sitting six feet apart from everyone but your spouse. Uh, Masks are recommended but not required. And and it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. This is a little different than our regular workshops. This is the first time we've ever done this. This is called a getaway weekend with Trey and Lee. We are not providing childcare. 
this is done at a hotel. We're encouraging you to find childcare. Come spend the night in a hotel. We're going to talk about marriage and uh, recharging your marriage and just have you spending some time together. And so we're going to try and do more of these as they come, more of the getaway weekends instead of the regular workshops. And so be watching the schedule for those. Right now, nothing scheduled. We're just kind of holding out, seeing how things are going with the pandemic. But uh, we've got a workshop coming up uh, August 22nd. Uh, that'll be in Dalton, Georgia. Um, uh, that one is limited as well. 50 couples. Yes. That's just a safe thing. Uh, Woodlands, Texas. That's down in the Houston area. And we've had already had tons of people asking about when registration opens. That will be August 17th. Um, and then Andrews, Texas. Amarillo, Texas. And we'll close out the year in Gardendale, Alabama. And then uh, we'll kick off 2021. We got about 15 dates we're going to do. And we got plans for future stuff. We're talking about doing a stronger marriage cruise. Um, we're, we're just excited about some stuff we got coming up. That's right. We just we just got to get this virus out of here so we can actually get on with things. That is exactly <laughs> right. So today we're talking a little bit about roommates versus soulmates and the difference between those things and the fact that kind of a difference in, you know, a lot of people feel like, hey, we're, we're working towards being soulmates in our marriage. And then life gets in the way. And life is not bad. Life is paying bills, going to work, jobs, kids, little league. Life gets in the way. And before you know it, your roommate has kind of, your soulmate has kind of turned into your roommate. And, and that is just not a, a healthy situation at all. And so uh, what is the difference between a, everybody wants to be married to a, their soulmate, where they have a connection, an emotional connection, and not just a, a roommate to who they're paying bills with and raising kids with. And so we're going to talk a little bit about why an emotional connection in marriage is so important and uh, exactly kind of what that is. Do you want to add something in there, Miss Morgan? Uh, no, go ahead. Kick in. All right. Well, um, one of the differences between an, uh, a soulmate and a roommate and kind of the, the emotional connection, how we become emotionally connected, is we understand, you are going to have to understand your spouse's emotional needs and strive to meet them, and, and vice versa. We're going to have to be people, couples, Lee and I work hard to not only understand one another's emotional needs, but to meet those. Because roommates don't really do that. Soulmates do. And in marriage, I want a connection with you, my wife, and that is going to require us to understand our emotional needs. I understand yours. Most likely, let me just ask, I'll just throw this out there. This is not in our notes. Are our emotional needs alike? No, absolutely not close um well i mean i think everybody to a certain degree has the same i mean needs the same things just in different order order i mean yeah. like you're the things that you need the most um are not necessarily at the top of my list and vice versa um i, I still need the same things you need just not as frequently and they're not as important to me so I think that's the difference. I think you're right. And so my goal is to find out what are your needs, strive to meet those, and, and in turn, if it works correctly, 
you will be encouraged and feel loved and feel emotionally supported and in turn go, he is so good to me. Uh, what are his emotional needs? I want to strive to meet those. And that's when marriages really work well. That's right. It's just a cycle. Um, when you're meeting your spouse's needs, they will in turn meet your needs. That's how it should work. And hopefully that's how it does work in your marriage. And you've said you've said the same thing several times. I've picked up on it that that we have to find out what those needs are, which leads us into the next thing we want to talk about, and that is communication. Um, you can't know what your spouse's needs are unless you're communicating on a regular basis. And also, needs change throughout marriage. Um, they do. So married, well, maybe yeah. needs you had uh, when, when we'd been married five years are not the same needs we had when we were married 15 or 25 years. That's right. And, and just you know certain phases that you may be going in going through during marriage uh maybe you're going through a hard phase and and the needs just need to be tweaked a little bit um so regularly asking that's right how are you what are you needing from me is is very good right i think so and i think just your day-to-day conversations some of the things that we're going to talk about uh during this episode um you're going to be able to, t- you know, you're if you're really listening to what your spouse is saying, you're going to pick up on what they're saying that they need from you. I think I believe that. I think you're right. So let me throw this out there. Uh, we'll put you on the spot one more time because I like it when you talk a lot. Um, <laughs> tell me what if what if I'm a spouse and I'm working really hard to meet my spouse's emotional needs and they're not returning that. Um, can you think of maybe something not to do or something to do? I know we're going to communicate about it, but a lot of couples get in what is called the stalemate phase. Phase. What would you say? Why is that a bad thing? Yeah, uh, a stalemate is when you know you're you feel like you're working really hard and you're never getting anything in return, and so you just kind of get this mentality: well, they never do anything for me, so I'm just going to stop doing anything for them. Um, and, it, and that becomes a cycle, a very dangerous cycle as well. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what I would say to that uh, other than you meet your spouse's needs because it's the right thing to do. You and keep trying. You keep on. And we've said that, you know, we've used the analogy of the boat. You just keep rowing. You just got to keep rowing so you don't go over that waterfall. Um, and hopefully your spouse is going to eventually, you know, the light bulb will come on and they'll, they will reciprocate. Yeah, that is true. Uh, one of the worst things, a, a big marriage killer out there is when a wife says, well, I'm not going to meet his needs until he starts doing this. And a husband sits over there going, well, why should I be doing this for her when she's not doing anything for me? And you basically, much like a game of chess, get in a checkmate and neither one of you are willing to make a move. And a marriage dies because no one is willing to pick up their oar and paddle their little the little marriage boat. And, and that right. is a an essential thing that needs to take place. And so sometimes it just you have to swallow that pride and get after it. That's right. And we've said it before. We say it in our book. You treat your spouse better than they deserve because that's how Jesus treats us every day. And you may not feel like your spouse deserves all the nice things that you do for them, but you married them and you committed to them. And so you just do those things anyway because it's the right thing to do. So as we're talking about being uh, emotionally connected, probably the top of the list uh, and, and probably what we're going to spend the most time talking about is communication because it is hard to be connected 
emotionally if no communication is taking place in your marriage. And for a lot of a lot of couples, uh, one spouse may be really good at this and go, man, I just I just need to talk to my husband. I just need to talk all the time. And the other one may go, I don't know why we need to be talking about stuff. You know, if there's something that comes up I need to tell you, I'll let you know. And they, communication may not be high on their list. And if you're one of those people, I want to encourage you that regular communication is essential to your marriage. It is fuel for your marriage. You fell in love because you talked. You, you may have looked at her and said, she's the prettiest thing I've ever seen. You may have been attracted to her. Uh, you may have liked it when she flirted with you, but you fell in love when you started talking to her. And, and I know that, uh, and I'm kind of talking to the guys for a second, but you know very well that uh, you remember all those nights where you had those long conversations on phones. Um, if you're old school like us, um, you know, you'd talk on the, the, the telephone that was actually connected to a wall. <laughs> And uh, now you can call cell phone, you FaceTime, you can text, but uh, you just wanted to get to know the other person. And so let's talk a little bit about communication, why it's important and how to be a good communicator in our marriage. Uh, yeah, the first the first way we can do that is just through informal meetings. I mean, this is just your your all throughout the day interactions, you know, you're when you come home for work and you greet each other and how was your day kind of thing and you're just making small talk. Um, but small talk is important. Yeah, small talk can oftentimes be big talk, meaning uh, if I let you know something that's going on at work and it, later it leads to a bigger conversation. And so little things like how was your day or what's, on, what's going on in your world is it's important to do. Uh, sometimes when we talk, um, we don't always listen well. And, and I'm kind of struggle with that sometimes. But, uh, you know, I have to put down phones and eye contact is helpful. Uh, sometimes with my kids and sometimes with you, uh, I try to find myself thinking I can multitask. I can look at this and listen to you as well. And we always joke in our workshop, it's kind of humorous, but it's also kind of true and sad at the same time that, uh, you know, one of the worst things to ever take place was when you said, uh, you you didn't hear anything I just told you, did you? And I was looking at my phone and I remember in my head thinking, that's a weird way to start a conversation. Uh, I had not heard a word <laughs> that you said. So listening yes. is really important on these informal meetings. Um, and, and then you can have even more important meetings, not just informal, you know, how was your day? But I think what, what you might call administrative communication. And that's more of a Hey, what's on your schedule? What, what do you got coming up this weekend? Uh, we do this every day. Every day we go, let's talk about tomorrow's schedule or let's talk about what we're doing tomorrow because we kind of have to balance our day sometimes in making sure everything gets done. And so asking questions like what's on your schedule is essential. Now you can do this face-to-face, -face, which is really helpful, but you can also do this by phone, by text. Uh, checking in is important. Uh, it's just passing along info. It's saying, I'll be home from work around five or six instead of just uh, thinking your spouse, well, they'll see me when they see me. Yeah. Um, we share a calendar on our phone. Um, you know, that's very healthy. That's a good way for us to check in with each other so that we always know what's going on. So if I put something on the calendar, it pops up on Lee's phone as well. And then she, a lot of times, will go say, I saw you added to the calendar such and such. And... Uh, and I'll say, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you about that. So it's really helpful to us. Yeah, checking in. Um, yeah, you just, you, 
got to know what's going on in each other's world. Yeah, um, that's exactly at all, right. At all times, really. So, what are what are some other things? Another way things that we communicate about. Well, uh, let's see. We have down here challenging meetings, and so these are things like. Uh, maybe some problems that you need to address and this doesn't have to be serious problems this may just be you know letting you know that hey the garbage disposal isn't working um, you know somebody needs help with their homework or um, the car's making a funny noise you know uh, it couldn't be things like that so um, so things there are sometimes where you have to say I'm struggling at work yeah they may may be a little bit or more I had a serious hard day problems. and so mm-hmm. you can't always just talk about your schedule you can't always just talk about what kind of day do you did you have um, and that's where you really get into the emotional part of it is when you're you're sharing things like that, that you're struggling at work or that you're stressed or yeah. those kinds of things. Yeah. So and I know I've told you at times, there, there are times where I've told you, hey, it's been a rough day or uh, I just feel like, man, it's a, when a, we call it a piranha day. Everybody wants something, a piece of you somehow or another. And, and those are days where it's nice to be able to tell somebody that and to find some sympathy in that. That's right. And, and that's when you really need to be listening and paying attention so that you can meet some needs. Because, you know, if I hear you say that, I'm not going to pile something extra on you. If you've told me you had a rough day at work, I'm probably not going to tell you, well, hey, the garbage disposal isn't working and the car's making a funny noise. That's not a good time for that. Um, You know, those things might can wait a couple of days until you're in a better place. So, yeah, listen. Listen, really, truly listen to your spouse. and, And then I might think, well, what can I do to ease his load uh, even further? Maybe I fix your favorite thing for dinner or you know just something help so. you with a chore around the house That's something right. like that we 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 don't grow when things are ignored um you know in relationships sometimes we, we talk about in the vows for better for worse and there's just going to be worse um and, and there's going to be times for that and and actually in the worst is sometimes when you grow the most as a couple when when you're there for each other and you are standing by one another's side and you're not choosing to check out during the worst and the better may just be around the corner and and we grow the most when we work through those things during those tough times and don't give up that's when you come out strong that's right uh there's a little uh, thing painted on the gym wall that we go to that says no pain no gain and everybody's heard that uh, yeah. we know that's true if you're not going through uh, some pain at some time or another you're not growing that's right uh, one of the things that you can do in communication and I like to do this is be curious about your spouse uh, be a student of your spouse ask questions of your spouse and that doesn't mean like always where were you what are you doing that type of question that just means like ask questions like who were some of your childhood friends and what kind of kid were you back in junior high uh, ask questions like uh, I've asked you know I always talk about your favorite ice cream flavor but sometimes that changes and so I I think it's important to still know, you know, the two things every man should know about their wife is what is her favorite ice cream flavor and what is her favorite candy bar. <laughs> and if you don't know those guys, you that ought to be on your list of things. Um, of course, know your anniversary and your wife's date, birth date, but uh, you need to pick that candy bar up, something that she likes. And if you're going, I don't even know what she likes, then, then hey, you need to be a better student of your wife. And I will throw this out there. If you don't know what kind of candy bar your wife likes, uh, if you will pick up something chocolate, nine times out of ten, you'll have won with that deal. <laughs> That's true. And I, I don't just, you're saying that, and I, I just had remembered on Facebook this morning, I read our 
our daughter-in-law's father had shared a kind of a funny story on Facebook that he had stopped off and he thought, you know, I'm going to really score some points here. And he picked up his wife's favorite donuts. Uh, I think they were blueberry cake donuts that oh, she really loved. I like donuts. And then for him, he got himself, uh, I think he said a chocolate cinnamon roll. So he brought all those home and she, she said, you got that chocolate cinnamon roll for you, didn't you? And he said, yeah, because blueberry cake donuts are your favorite. And she said, well, I'm really getting tired of those. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was thinking, you know, for the last 21 years, those have been your favorite. But I guess favorites change. And so uh, she ended up eating the chocolate cinnamon roll and he ate the blueberry cake donuts. <laughs> I like his effort, though. I do. He, he but put out the effort, but he, he learned he that. He learned. Be a student. And right. I promise you, next time, he's not going to be bring home blueberry cake donuts. <laughs> That's exactly right. So, yeah, it's important to always be a student of your spouse. Uh, their, their, their tastes and opinions change. And so, always be on top of stuff and I, that that is really important that you do that uh i've read somewhere that you need to have a 10 have 10 minutes of conversation every day the the 10 minute rule is what it's called every day you should have 10 minutes of conversation with your spouse and uh, one of the studies done um, says that 400 couples over a span of 30 years discovered that the happy couples tend to spend 10 minutes each day talking about meaningful things and that means more than is supper ready you know right. or uh, what day are you going to mow the lawn uh, talking about meaningful things that is important yeah you know I think one of the healthiest things that we've done throughout our marriage and we don't do it every single day uh, but we go on walks you know we'll go on an evening walk uh, and that you know, usually provides more than 10 minutes. But even if you just walked around the block a couple of times, you know, for 10 minutes, you're, you talk uh, during that time. And I think that's just such a healthy thing to do. It is to find that time in there every you're, day. You're not looking at a TV screen. You're not yeah. on a phone. You are, you've got each other's undivided attention. Some of my favorite uh, trips uh, are when we're driving to a workshop to speak. And sometimes we'll have a six, eight, or even a 10 hour drive in the car and, and I've got you locked in all day. <laughs> yep. And sometimes we may sit for 30 minutes and not say much. And then other times we get off rolling on some great conversation. Yep. It's good stuff. It is good take stuff. It, take advantage of those times. You don't always have to be, you know, have the radio blaring or whatever. Um, enjoy each other's company and do some talking. Yes. Uh, and, and it's really easy to see why these conversations make a relationship meaningful. Um you know, I, I can see uh, that I'm important to you when you're taking the time to talk to me uh, and vice versa. That is true. That is true. My third oldest son, Connor, got me the other day, and I still feel bad about this. There's always some things in your your past as a, as a dad, I'm sure as a mom, when you think back and you go, man, I could have done a better job on that. Connor was telling me something the other day, and I think... Uh, somebody had, I'd been in a deep conversation via text message with somebody about something that was actually important. And I remember looking at a message that he had sent me on the phone while Connor was trying to stand there telling me a story. And he got frustrated and said, you're not even listening to a thing I'm telling you. And I remember thinking how unimportant it must have made him feel that I didn't look up and make eye contact. And I have been working hard to do a better job at that. So agree with your, your spouse to spend at least 10 minutes every day talking. Um, I, like the, uh, I like the old song, Faithfully by Journey. Back in 1983, 
that song, the lyrics, I don't know if you remember it, we're big Journey fans, saw them in concert. Um, faithfully, there's a lyric in there that says, I get the joy of rediscovering you. Okay. And that's good because that's how every marriage should be. Uh, don't take for granted that you know your spouse. Get the joy of rediscovering your spouse all the time. Yeah. Now, how many of you are singing that in your head right now? Yep. <laughs> we should close out the podcast with that little You know, clip. I bet we could find that. It'd be something good in there. So yeah. take, take the time to rediscover your spouse. Uh, we got a little bit of time. Tell me two or three more things. Let's talk about a couple of more things for a moment that will help with connecting emotionally. I think touch is a very, very important part of emotional connection. Um, human touch is just, man, that's important stuff. Uh, you know, they've done studies um, of babies in nurseries and how uh, they really thrive when they're touched as newborns as opposed to some that maybe didn't get uh, the touch that they needed as a newborn. Um, interesting studies. I don't have that any of that in front of me that just kind of popped into my head but uh, touch is an important important part of emotional connection and touch can be as simple as running your hand across your spouse's back uh, when you walk past um, I got tickled the other day we posted something about uh, uh, if your spouse doesn't you know slap you on the rear end walking through the kitchen um, then you obviously know something's wrong because that's such a regular thing in a lot of marriages. Um, and so, yeah, just touch, just some touch, holding hands, snuggling on the couch, uh, just some touch that says we are more than roommates. We are soulmates. Uh, learn to say thank you. That's another one. Um, for little things. We do little things for one another that 31 years of marriage, 31, is that right? 31 years of marriage? 31, yes. Uh, I know it's 88, next, 1988. Next month. So are we, are we at 30? No, we're at 31. It'll be 32. It'll be 32. Look at there. Can we high five on that one? <laughs> <laughs> high five. We're going to be married 32 years. Woo! Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, funny. we're old. Um, but, uh, you know, the math. we get into a routine sometimes where I do my things, you do your things. But you are still so good at saying thank you for stuff that I do. That's just random stuff that generally you wouldn't have to say thank you for. And, and I think that that's, you know, you don't have to say thank you when I fill up your car with gas or when I mow the lawn or, or when I make the bed or when I do some chore. You don't have to say thank you, but you do all the time. And, and at the same time, uh, I know that uh, uh, I don't always have to say thank you for, for fixing supper uh, for doing my laundry, because you've been doing that forever. You don't trust me with the laundry, so you do it. Um, you don't have to say thanks, and I don't have to say thanks, but we do. And and saying thank you to your spouse for all that they do, even those little things, is huge. Because a spouse who feels appreciated will always do more than what's expected. It's just the way yeah. it is. That's true. And you just, you feel important. You feel like you're not being taken for granted when you hear uh, a thank you and that I appreciate you for, for doing all those things for me. One last thing, we'll throw this out, uh, being intimate. And let's talk about that because men and women are a little different on they do that. When we talk about connecting emotionally, men connect emotionally through intimacy or through sex. Right. That is, that's kind of how God wired men up. That's right. And, and sex for your husband um, improves intimacy and connection for you. He, he connects with you that way. 
Uh, it, the, the funny thing is, is you have to, wives have to connect with their husbands emotionally through communication and trust through and all these else. things that we've just been talking about. Yes. In order to feel like I'm in the mood for sex and husbands are like, I am in the mood for sex because I want to connect with you. And when they do, they are more likely to communicate and, and do all these things right. because that's how they connect with you. There's a connection there with intimacy that your husband right. uh, connects emotionally with you. When, and so when there's that cycle. There's that cycle again. We've talked about cycle several times uh, during this episode. So. Yeah. And men, since we're talking about intimacy, let me throw this out there. The largest sexual organ uh, is your wife's mind. Minds are very complex. She needs to feel an emotional connection from you before she's ha- ready to have a physical one. And so it's going to have to be meeting needs, communication, um, things along those lines that we've talked about. These are all healthy things that take place in your marriage that make everything the cogs that kind of make everything connect like they're supposed to. Last one and let's close. We got stuff to do. Let's close this out. <laughs> We're at 29 minutes. You need to spend time together. It is hard to have an emotional connection if you're not spending any time together. It is hard. It is hard. Um, you know, we've thrown this statistic out before that, that says the average couple uh, only spends about four minutes a day in, you know, interaction which is not healthy not at all healthy i don't think four minutes is near enough time so you know strive for that we we mentioned 10 minutes that there is a good uh that that's a good amount of time uh 10 minutes a day but we urge you to spend even more than 10 minutes together there's an old phrase that somebody that did not know what they were talking about made up and it says that absence makes the heart grow fonder and we just want to throw this out there that that is that is a bold-faced lie. Absence does not make the heart grow fonder. Uh, it is hard to be absent from one another and feel connected. Now, that doesn't mean you don't go to work or your spouse doesn't go to work, but but long absences. Uh, living in a house as roommates is not healthy. Distance physically, emotionally, sexually is not healthy for your marriage. It is important that you connect uh, do that. Find a way to do that. Um, date. All the things we've talked about. Uh, continue to do those things. Work hard on your marriage. Nobody has a great marriage by accident. It will take work. It takes work. Don't let busyness get in the way of a healthy relationship. That is exactly right. And look at what I found. Oh, this you found it. This is journey. <laughs> and this is faithfully. And this is so good. And I think this was my favorite song when we listened to them in concert because everybody sang along, right? I think they did. You guys have a great week and be blessed and we'll see y'all next week. See you guys. Restless heart